in a town, a small town, a small, quiet town in northern Pennsylvania. Something big is about to explode in the superhero action-packed event of the season. Pop's Culture Shop in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania presents Comic-Con 2023, August 12th and 13th in the epic sequel. Heroes will rise. Warriors will reign supreme. And basically, everyone will have a really, really good time. With amazing events, awe-inspiring special quests, fantastic food and fun, and yes, Batman Returns. Be a superhero, or whatever hero you want to be, at the second annual Willsboro Comic-Con 2023, August 12th and 13th. For tickets and more information, pop into Pop's Culture Shop or visit us online today at willsboroComicCon.com. Don't miss it. All right, podcast here. You're listening, right? It's Howard Stern here. And I got to tell you, I mean, Robin, I'm not really into podcasts. Well, that's like all those people who used to be on cable access. They yeah. thought they were They were on, on TV. Television. They would pay a company to put them on TV. Hey, look, I'm on TV. No, you're not on TV. I mean, yeah, you're on TV, but nobody gives a shit about you. <laughs> but Trenton Waves, it's not a podcast. This is a friggin' experience. Frank and Christina Sasso are the best. The best thing since Transcendental Meditation. Oh, my God. <laughs> are you ready? It's the official, unofficial podcast of the city of Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah. With your host, Frank Ferocious Sasso. Trenton still makes and the world still takes. And Christina Firestarter Sasso. Trenton is Mayberry with attitude. Hang tight, because we're going to meet the lifeblood behind the culture, food, arts, music, pork roll, punk rock, hair, books, education, talent, events, of Trenton, New Jersey. Here's Frank and Christina. Hey, podcast, yeah. Hello, Christina. Hello. Yeah, I think I owe you an apology. You owe me an apology? I think I owe you an apology. I yes, think you I, do. I, I've seen the light on you something. You do owe me an apology. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I know, but I know you owe me an apology. Why? Why, why do you feel I owe you one? <sighs> yeah, go right. Life. Go ahead. Life. Go ahead. Wow. So we're in the wine store the other day. The wine store. The, the beer place. What was that, Joe Canal? Yes. All right. And... Three people. On its own, it was cool because it's good customer service. They said, can I help you find something? Mm -hmm. Three people asked me that. Mm -hmm. And I came to the realization that if you help me find what I'm looking for, mm -hmm. I can guarantee I won't find what I'm not looking for. Meaning there's an art to right. browsing. Correct. Right? That's right. And I know you always liked it. Like, I like to go and get what I need and leave. Right. And you there's know. a time and place for that. Yeah. Sometimes I wait in the car just so I don't do any browsing. Right. So I apologize. I do understand that there is an art to browsing. Right. It's like when you look up a word when you were a kid in the dictionary. How many other words? It came across like five or six other words before you got to the word you were looking for. And you just learned like five new words. Right. Well, the thing is, I knew what I was looking for, but... I was also seeing other stuff that I could get if mm -hmm. I didn't find what I was looking for, which is shout out to Jim Beam. I really like your Jim Beam with ginger ale mm -hmm. and lime. I have an email out to them currently and they will so be followed by a phone I call. I cannot find this. I found it once. Yeah. What's up with that Jim and Beam? And I think that was in Taconic, Pennsylvania yeah. at the Fine Wines and Spirits store. Right. And then... I could never find it again. Well, there you go. And nothing really, I've tried other things and, and they're okay. 
The Jim Beam one, it's really I, I good. I really like it. I don't it's want to nice, do Jack easy. Daniels. I'm not a Jack no. Daniels. Oh, sorry, Jack Daniels. Sorry, Jack. And I don't like honey and, <laughs> Jim Beam and cinnamon and apple and everything in my right. whiskey. I just want right. whiskey. Thank whiskey, you. Whiskey like you like your men. Uh, simple. Right? <laughs> simple, strong, and a nice ass. <laughs> right. <Whatever>. Right. <laughs> okay. This was in my head the other day. Okay, a lot of going on in your head. There's a lot going on in my head. Browsing and words. Wow, okay. It's about, a, about what I can manage to fit in there. I think it was Darren. We have a friend named Darren. He was talking about giving someone a hug, and I, I started thinking about that word hug. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a perfect word for what it is. Yes. Right? Yes. But there are some other words, like, you know, that don't really work, like strangle. No, I think that strangle. Works. It's like strangle. No, strangle sounds like we're going no. to do some strangling. No, no. I strangle. Like, Want to go no. for a strangle? No, you're wrong. Strangle sounds like. Oh, no. Right. And melancholy. That was the other one. Mm-hmm. Melancholy. Melancholy. That sounds like what it is. It sounds sad. That's so weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think strangle sounds like a fun Although thing. Although they're not onomatopoeias. What is that again? It's I got like, left back twice and I dropped out of high school. Like, grrr. What? And. Uh, Isn't that an exclamation? Like, no, onomatopoeia is like a word that's a, a sound. Oh, oh, you know. Oh, like Wolverine when he goes snicked, or Thwip, yeah, Spider Man when he like shoots that. a web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a word that's supposed to be a sound. Correct. Yes. Onomatopoeia. Like, bam. Right. So yeah. it's it's pronounced onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia, and I learned that on you know the Saturday morning. Schoolhouse Rock? I don't. It wasn't Schoolhouse Rock. I don't know what it was, but there was a song that went. Because with our, it. the guest that we have today is very much was very much affected by Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, really? At least the artwork, anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, he'll be talking in a minute. All right. Okay. I remember Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just a Bill. We talk about yeah, Bill of Rights. Know that one. Hey, you like learn a lot one. of stuff from that thing. Yeah. What a verb is lolly lolly lolly. Get your adverbs here. Remember that. Yeah. L Y. I'm actually looking. Are you? Up. Am I? Are you with me here? I'm looking up onomatopoeia. Uh, we just video. We, we, a video for onomatopoeia? Yeah. There was a video. On an audio like show. Cartoon. Perfect. You hear that podcast? You get ready for this video that we're about to play for Let's ourselves. See if I can find it. I don't know if I can find <laughs> How it. How about we don't care? I How don't about even that? I don't see it anymore. <laughs> yeah, like pow and wow. Yeah. All right. You're really on this defining and, thing. Oh. Uh, and stuff How, how like do you that. spell that? Uh. Yeah. How do you spell it? O H. You know, we're doing a show right now, right? <laughs> Like, we're not just on the couch having a conversation. I really... Okay. All, All right, go ahead. We get the idea. It's a sound that you Boom. can spell. Right. Very good. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, so podcast here. This is going to be a little bit of a heavier show. No, it's going to uh, be wonderful. It'll be wonderful. Absolutely. No doubt. We but like it, may, it positive. And this it's going to be positive. Listen. I'm don't, not saying, don't pre pre prejudge and pre. I'm not prejudging. I know what's going. I know what it's no, going to be. No, <laughs> okay. you're you're putting that out there. Let's like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Any other onomatopoeias you want to throw out there while we're doing this? No, no. Okay, great. All right, podcast. Yeah, maybe it won't be a heavy show. Maybe it'll be very light. Maybe I just know this much. It's going to be fun. It's going to be positive. There you go. And it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And I'm All right? excited. No, because of the, because, uh, let me tell you why. Because I'm trying to, they saw the title of the episode already. Yes. So <laughs> they're thinking, what the heck does that mean? Okay. All right. Well, this person that we have on. This person. Mm. Well, I didn't want to give it away. Yeah. So this guest we have on today hasn't been on since episode three. And if I remember correctly, I wasn't even 
interviewing. No, I went to time. his to his studio. Oh, okay. So with see, the weird that's what, doorbell. So we definitely need an update. Yeah, and we need to you know check out what's episode new. three. So it's a repeat guest. And what's to be promoted? Yeah, yes, the repeat yes, guest. Yes. Just so you know, and I actually won this argument. By mm, the way, mm-hmm. when I went to his studio, that's a hint. There was no doorbell on the outside of the <laughs> building. And if you go to trentonwaves.com and go all the way down to episode three, you can click on some pictures, and I have a picture of the doorbell mm-hmm. that exonerates me. Mm-hmm. And there it is. I'm showing so you right now. Is there a doorbell? No, there's no doorbell for his studio. Oh, oh I had to oh. ring other doorbells, and I feel like I was going to ring them and run. Oh, I feel okay. like I was, I was a kid again in Queens, New York. Okay. All right. So, podcast here. Welcome to the show, Mr. Tom Reeves. That's right. Tom Reeves is here with us. He's here in the studio right now. And he just looks so excited. He looked at me when I said then they saw the title of the episode. He looked at me and he mouthed the words, What's the title of the episode? <laughs> hey. Hello, Frankie Christina. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you're looking very right. mellow over there with your coffee and your water. Yeah, it's the coffee yeah. and the water. That's me too. Going. Me the, too. So the coffee calms you down. Yeah, it does. It has the reverse. It effect. does. I mean, I guess it's all in my head. You know, really, but apparently, it's really good coffee too. Thank you very much. Thank and you. no, no podcast. It's not Nespresso. However, Nespresso, if you are listening, we are taking sponsors. So it's yeah. I'll I can, try. I, I've never I'll tried learn to it. like you. I've never tried Nespresso, so I don't have an opinion of it. But I would I love you to have. Deli- you said it was delicious. No, I didn't. He said it was delicious. Did you not agree with him before about Nespresso? That it's I delicious? Know. I don't know. I've never tasted it. If really? I did, I was in error. But I've never tasted it. I'd love a machine to try it. Oh, yeah, Nespresso. You hear that? <laughs> Send us a machine and some of your product, and we'll, and t- and will, we'll tell you if it's good. And I will tell the world yeah. if it's good. Let me tell you. Tom yeah. was, I, I'm going to say, the first artist we met. And we have two of his paintings in Three. our house. No, what's the third? Oh, that little the thing. The little one. Should That's I on love the man- you? Now? Actually, I just looked at it what, today. When what, I was getting what does dressed. it say in the heart? Dare I say it? Dare I say it? Yeah, yes. and and also we have dot, a Tom Reeves teddy bear with a yes. Trenton makes uh, sweater on. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I think he, I think he knitted that himself. <laughs> the sweater. I, I did. <laughs> no, the the actual he is teddy bear. So talented. <laughs> yes, I I love your work. I do, Thank you. and I remember seeing it early on when we first started. You know, going to the different places and seeing art, and we we just connected right. Yeah, away. Tom quickly became a favorite of ours. Yes, yes, Thank yes. You. Not only artist, but person. Well, yeah. Well, not to the point where I'm going to invite him to Sorry. my house. No, I. You know, we've been invited to our house. No, no, we never invited him. Yes, we no, did. We, go, go listen to episode three again. We get into why I never invited him. Episode three was how many what? years ago? Well. We, I know we've invited, like if we've had a little gathering, we've invited. Yes. No, we didn't. Yes. We had a gathering without Tom Reeves uh, there. I'm telling you, we didn't invite him. We had a gathering him. without Tom Did we ever invite you somewhere? we invited him. He doesn't even remember. I Look, can't answer did. that question because I'll get in between the two of you. Oh. Do that, oh you're not so. getting in Just between Just take us. my side because I'm right all the time. <laughs> Look, I'm behind a nice He's big wall of glass. He's going to apologize next time. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Christina <laughs> says you invited me. All right. You did. Hmm. But I know me. you couldn't make it. I think you yeah, were working. Yeah, why couldn't you make it? Thanks a lot for blowing us off. Now I remember. Yes, you did. And I was working. There you go. See? Mm. Yep. See? Interesting. Yes. 
All right, Tom. But I was saying not only one of my favorite artists, but one of my favorite people in the city and also your family, because I know I loved your dad. I love your dad still. He's gone on to be with the Lord. He's moved on. He's just having a ball. But anyway, we go back a long way. We go back at least 20 years. I know. Well, no, not at least. The most 20 years, because we're here 20 years. We're here over 20 years. No, we're not. 2003. March of 2023. So it's over. Right. We're we're in August now. So it's. Okay. The 20 years and five months. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) But we didn't meet him the first day we got here. All right. Maybe we did. Maybe he was in uh, Utopia. Do Maybe, you remember Utopia Oh, downtown? yeah, Utopia, yeah. It's, smoke, it's Smokehouse now. It's Smokehouse now. now. Oh, yes, I do, but I never went there. Oh, oh really? <laughs> so you weren't there I remember then. it. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. no, he's not like a First Friday guy. Okay. At least meaning where we would hang out. Right. Yeah. But you did social on First Fridays, didn't you? Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. 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 But mostly artworks, right? And your own studio. Well, Sometimes. Artworks. <laughs> I remember you had a showing at Artworks. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that night. Yeah, that was a long time that ago. That was a wild show. Yes, Yeah. yes. There were three of us mm-hmm. showing Carrie Maurice and artist Tronics. He's called Tronics. Tronics. Are they still yeah. around? I don't. Carrie uh, moved to Princeton. Oh, Tronics sorry. does not live here anymore. I think he moved across country. I never heard oh, of Tronics. Okay. I, know, I don't remember that. Like until right now. Maybe if we saw the art, we'd remember. Maybe. All right. So podcast, you get this. So here's here's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. So Tom sent me a text last week mm-hmm. to this podcast that he did. Right. Called so- the Armchair Journalist. And the name of that episode was Gay 101. Podcast, yeah, listen. After this show, you're going to hear that episode attached to this episode. Mm-hmm. So you can hear it for yourself. And it was a, like like an awakening he got, like a revelation that Tom mm-hmm. got. Mm-hmm. Tom's going to share about that today. Mm-hmm. So All we're right. not asking the typical questions about right. Trenton and so on. Because well, Trenton, right. you can go back to that first episode, right? And you can, Yeah, because nothing's changed why he's right. in Trenton. Right, well, yeah. how he ended up here. Or how, he, well, did that change? Did your history change? <laughs> no. Because there's a lot of that changed. going on lately. <laughs> no, he's born and bred, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Apparently yep. there was no World War II now. It's like the new thing. What? Yeah, there was, it wasn't actually an actual war. It was more of like a police action. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, this is okay. what they're trying to say now. So that's all been... Listen, yeah. folks, World War II happened. Yes. It was the good versus evil fight. It was the allies coming against the Axis, which was Hitler, who wanted to basically take over the world. And if you don't believe that, you are blinded, and I guarantee that history will repeat itself. Mm. So and, don't and forget stupid. it. Yes. And, and stupid. Okay, you heard it here, stupid. That was a battle. Like, mm. you had... A dictator who wanted to be king of the world. Yeah. And didn't like certain groups. Right. Like he didn't like Jews, we know that, but mm-hmm. he also didn't like blacks and he didn't right. like Christians and he didn't like he liked his group yeah. of people who he decided who that was and everybody else could be annihilated. Right. And here's the other thing with Hitler. His deal was that he was trying to create like the Aryan race, like the supreme white race, blonde hair, blue eyes, and he had dark hair and brown eyes. I know. The very guy Which that's trying I to... I think most people would have went, wait a minute. Hey, yeah, weird. this guy's like double-minded. <laughs> he doesn't look like that at all. He was an amazing artist. He should have stuck with that. If he had just been encouraged to pursue his was artwork... Was that his one little issue? I, I think, think it was. I think an, an issue. I think he had many issues. And I think he had company. Hmm. 
<laughs> yes, he, definitely he, was definitely, he was definitely a they. Yeah, he was a they because he had more than one living inside yes, of him. His pronoun was <laughs> they. Yeah. yeah, maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe that's what that I they. I think there's them. absolutely maybe truth that's what to that. that means. I think it does, but hey, what do I? Know? I refuse to call anybody by their chosen pronoun. I'm not doing it. You hear me, podcast? Yeah, it's too confusing. Don't ask me. I'm not doing it. It's too confusing. It's too much work. I I can't keep it straight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hmm. Anyway, anyway, let's let's get I, into it. I, I I will in one second. I did accidentally. Sometimes I will accidentally call somebody a pronoun that I think is the pronoun that's correct. Right. Like I said, I said, uh, excuse me, sir, and the person turned around and I said, ma'am. It was in Seven Eleven. I'll never hmm. forget that. She was stocking the shelves and it looked like a guy from behind. Listen, I was I remember this distinctly. It was in Brooklyn. I was with my ex boyfriend at the time. Who's that? I like Jay you, your ex boyfriend at the time. <laughs> what? You're saying this no, to your husband. Well, no, he was my boyfriend. Now he's my now he's oh, oh really? Oh, you broke up? Oh my god! <laughs> what happened, Jay Rowley? We love you, buddy. I still have yet to meet you. He I feel listens, like I know you. He listens occasionally. He does it. Yeah, um, yeah. Occasionally. Uh, we were sitting in the diner. I can't remember the diner. It's, it was in Bay Ridge, and I had my back to the room. Yeah. And my shoulders have always been pretty broad and I had a short haircut so the waitress came up to me and said, "Excuse me, sir." And what? Like, oh, you got cold, sir. Yes, you? Yes. You're the sexiest woman in the oh, world. Oh, thank you. On From the, the back I could be a little bit broad and I had a short DA haircut. I'm sorry, I don't see it. I see you from the back and you look like any guy I know. All right. And by the way, Abraham Lincoln was indeed the president of the United States. Yes, he was. And uh, he was into a lot of great stuff. All right, so Tom, we're going to get into this, Tom. All right. Yeah. All right. Let podcast you know something that just happened to you recently. Yes. I was in a relationship for 18 years okay. um, with another man. And I loved him very, very much. Mm. Um, and he just died Um about two weeks ago. Oh, oh, wow. So sorry. Thank you. And it's been really hard um, dealing with the loss of a person. It's it's like a gaping hole, not just a hole, but a gaping hole. And it and it's it stings. It, it's sharp. Like and you feel it in the middle of your, you know, your heart, your stomach. Mm -hmm, and sure. it's really hard to get through that, you know. And I, I just don't want to feel that anymore you know and mm -hmm. i know that i'm gonna have to push through it and live through it part of me felt a relief well for one he was ill for a long time and but the other thing had to do with my inner thoughts i was raised as a christian and i lived a homosexual lifestyle for years i mean there was a lot involved in that and that got me started down that road, but I was exposed to pornography when I was very young mm. and exposed to a lot of pornography. And at that time, I remember I always gravitated towards the men in the pictures. And I'll fast forward to New York. I moved to New York um, for college and it was like a smorgasbord of sex that was available. Being the kind of person I was who was seeking validation um i felt ugly so if somebody called me handsome i gravitated toward that i felt unworthy i felt just down on myself and i think i've always had that kind of feeling of thinking myself less than and i gravitated towards men and if sex was what i needed to use to get men that's what i used and because of that i went through 
years of indiscriminate sexual encounters. And I had some relationships along the way, some which I was very much in love, you know, but mostly I was involved in a lot of sex. Kind of embarrassed to say that, but I was. Mm -hmm. and, but the thing is that all through those times, I knew it wasn't right from what I was taught. And it wasn't just what I was taught, it was what I believed. You know, because you go through a, a period when your parents teach you something, mm -hmm. but then there's a point at which you really believe what they taught you. Mm -hmm. And I believed right, it. and you're applying it. Yes. Yeah. But I believed it, but I wasn't acting on it. So okay. I lived a life for years where my conscience was on me, and I pushed it to the back, but my conscience was always thinking, this is not what the Lord has for you. And I started thinking this when I was in the long relationship that I was in. The Bible talks about men having sex with men, that that's the, the sin, you know, and because I was thinking of that, at some point in our relationship, I stopped all of our physical you know, activity. I mean, we still hug, you know, mm -hmm. but, yeah. and I didn't have any kind of sexual relations with him right. mm -hmm. because I couldn't anymore. I just felt it wasn't right anymore. Mm -hmm. So our relationship became a very close relationship. We had a lot of emotional ties, you know, they stayed there. Right. Um, but the, the funny thing is, or it's not funny, but um, he had a problem with alcohol. Okay. And so that was thrown in there as well. And he was a lot of times in the hospital um, because of his alcoholism. Really? Because of that? Yeah. And near the end, he, you know, he was very ill. His kidneys had stopped working. His liver was not working wow. right. And um, his heart, he had had a heart attack right before we met, as a matter of fact. But his heart got worse. And so near the end, they were just trying to keep him alive, you know, mm -hmm. but everything was starting to shut down mm -hmm. my relationship had, you know i was tied into that and the thing is i didn't want to leave him mm -hmm. I, I mean i loved him mm -hmm. you know right. all of me loved him mm -hmm. i never would have left him actually mm -hmm. i really believe i never would have left him and then when he was sick of course i'm not going to leave him mm -hmm. you know but then he died mm -hmm. you know just recently mm -hmm. and i guess that was god working in his life and my life it's not like i think god took him okay. because of my life because he wanted right. to do something in my life i think it was his time to go mm -hmm. and it just happened to be that i was going through my thing at the same time so him dying at that time was something that moved me on to the next thing, mm -hmm. you know, with me. And I realized just recently that I was looking in, in my mind, I'm looking at him and I'm inside this bubble and I built my whole world around him. Since he's died, it's like I've looked up and I've realized I am in a humongous giant room hmm. that I feel that God is going to lead me down whatever avenues mm. in that room. Mm. But at but all these years I've been in this bubble with, with him. So I feel that, that God has a purpose for me, Absolutely. you know, in my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. right. You know, I've gotten a, a lot of pushback over the homosexuality issue, you mm -hmm. know, and I do think that homosexuality is not God's will for us. Mm -hmm. Even though I was in this relationship this whole time, I don't think it was what God had planned for me. Mm -hmm. So, that, you know, I'll just say that right there. So now I am, am not and I'm not going to live a homosexual lifestyle. Wow. 
And I heard uh, someone talking about, um, why are you gay? And there were three things. There was the, the thoughts, there was the actions, and there was your identity. Mm. And the thoughts are just thoughts. Your attractions, I mean, some people might be attracted from the time they're small or they might have been born with it, but they're still just thoughts. They're mm -hmm. not, they're, or feelings. Right. They're not actions. Now, actions are the things that make you what you are. So if you're habitually in homosexual relationships, habitually having homosexual sex, that's what makes you. Well, the habit is because of the actions. Yes. You do something yes. enough, it becomes a habit. Yes, right, right, right. exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on top of that is identity. Now, mm. gayness has become an identity. People put this on and say, I am gay, and my whole outlook on life is gay. You right. know, my thoughts are fueled by gay thought processes. Mm -hmm. um, you see people as you know, oh, is that person gay? You know, mm -hmm. you, you, you think it, and it becomes just a whole part of you, uh, a whole part of your identity. Mm -hmm. And I think when we get to the place in our life where we realize that we have gay feelings, mm -hmm. there's a point where we say, okay, I'm gay, I'm diving in. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for me, it was gay clubs, all the available sex that was around, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. I'll go to movie theaters and bathhouses and sex shops and, you know, and I became that. And I mean, I'm very, I feel very uh, ashamed of that life that I lived. And I'm ashamed to say it, you mm -hmm. know, because, you know, I know so many people and, and they're going to hear this. And like, yeah, he was doing that, you know. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna have the actual opposite effect. I mean, yeah. you'll get pushback because people just like that. But I think you're gonna be surprised at the amount of support you're actually going to experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, people talk, talk about being brave. I think this is a brave stance that you're taking because in this day and age, you're going against the norm. You're swimming upstream here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think it's a brave thing to do, and I think people are gonna give you trouble and people are going to be rallying behind you just for the fact that you're going to stand on who you truly are yeah. why can't you be who you truly are right 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 so and you've been living this other life and now you're coming to this realization that maybe that's not who i am right and know? i gotta say the last few times that i've seen him mm -hmm. in like just physically seen him like mm -hmm. eye, eye to eye you look like you've been just like cleansed or something i don't know you look you look lighter like you look like there's an air about you that's like relieved less weight mm -hmm. yeah that you don't look weighed mm -hmm. down mm -hmm. at all you look different thank you <laughs> you know i feel different um, yeah well it's mm -hmm. it's showing the illness of him was mm -hmm. was very weighty on me i mean i'm leaving from work you know every day i had to leave work early which kind of got on my boss's nerves sure. mm -hmm. an mm -hmm. hour and a half to get there and i was doing that a lot because mm -hmm. he was going through a lot and then you know god loves you so much doesn't care about all that stuff because he sees since you're a Christian, he sees Jesus. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter all the rest of because we all have our quote unquote sin that we had. Right. We're new creations. Right. So he loves that new creation. He loves because he sees Jesus all over you. And I just think that God is such a good God because you loved somebody and you cared for that person. You literally cared for them through their sickness and so on. I think God 
kept you in the bubble for this moment, this time where you were able to care for the person that you loved and you were able to see him through to the end. And then it was over. The bubble popped. I mean, it's almost like God gave you that time with him to go and love him to the end because you say you truly loved him as a human being, Mm -hmm. not just a sex partner or anything. You love this person and he gave you that end time with him. No condemnation, Mm -hmm. no, you know, none of that. Just love him to the end, care for him, be a brother to him, be a friend to him and, and see him through to the end. I'm like, I think I see God all over that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. To know Christ also. Oh, I'm in. Oh, Oh, my God. Dude, are you kidding? (laughs) Oh, the the, the icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah. And the Lord Lord works in all of our situations, no matter what they are. Yes. Absolutely. um, Yes. Yeah, I do thank God for that. You know, Mm -hmm. that was, that's major, you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And don't let anybody take what you've experienced here. Don't let anybody try and take that away from you. The reason that people are going to give you pushback is because by taking a stand like this, you're basically, in essence, putting a spotlight on what they're doing, and they don't like that. So they have to justify their themselves by coming against you. Yeah. You know, just yeah. do not let anybody strip that away from you. Mm-hmm. Don't allow it. People think they could just cancel people now because we're living in that culture, mm-hmm. Can- the cancel culture. Right. First of all, I don't agree to being canceled. Well, and you, just, have, you have a part to play in it. Right, right. So I'm not... I'm yeah, but not, back in the day, the day... The, was that a thing? No. It no. wasn't a thing. I mean, I think it's censorship. Oh, that's it's what... Cens- okay, it's that's basically what, yeah, censorship. What it right. Yes. Well, does not anybody see this? You're being censored? You're censoring people? Banning books? Burning books? Oh, yeah. burning books. What are we, a Nazi Germany? <laughs> Come on. Right. No. Well, you know, and here's the thing. You can't really can't, like, you can't cancel us. There's well, nothing you can't you really, cancel anybody. Well, but yet you can, apparently. I don't agree. But it's being done. It's being done with people's agreement. Well, I'm, that's I'm my not, point. So agreeing. you can be canceled. Look at Dave Chappelle. He was canceled. He's doing great. He's making more money now than he ever made. Sometimes we, try, we actually try and get canceled, and it never works. Oh. There's nothing you can really do to us because, number one, we're on a network. Number two, we own the network. There's nothing you could really do to us. And most importantly, we're the righteousness of God. Well, that's above and beyond everything. Right. I'm just saying in the natural. Okay. That being said. A relative of my family heard the podcast and he was furious at me for <laughs> right. what I said. He was, okay. but he didn't call me. He called another relative. And let's see how it works. Of, of course. course. Because and, when uh, people have a problem with us, they don't come talking to us about no, it. No. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and he's, he was saying, you, you are, you sound like one of those Fox news people. And um, oh. you're saying that everybody is evil. And, what? Um, and nah, I didn't hear that at all. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, but what I, I think what I was saying or what he might have taken umbrage with mm-hmm. is that I was saying that everybody is under sin. Everybody is born in sin. Right. We're all born right. sinners. Right. Correct. And we all need Jesus right. to, to change us, to cleanse us. Right. Right. You know, so. In terms of homosexuality, I don't personally believe that you're born with it, mm-hmm. even though it's a moot point because the Bible says we're born in sin, so we might be born with it. Absolutely, you yeah. Know, Just, you know, to, I never, th- I never thought of it that way. You're wow. right. That's born a, to a, a yeah. also born to a, a, an attraction to alcohol. Yes, you yeah, know, sure. Or an attraction to violence. Mm-hmm. See, I always know. thought it was acquired. 
Interesting. No, I think I totally get that. Yeah. I totally yeah. get that. I've never that. seen yep. that like that before. I, I agree with you. And when you say that, when you say homosexuality or alcoholism or violence or pornography or thievery, or, it's all sin. And, and in, I believe in God's eyes, it's all the same. Like yeah. he doesn't say, oh, your sin. Oh, your sin is really bad. But your sin is not. Oh, I don't. I just tell a white lie here and there. Sin is sin. Right. And right. we were all under that curse. But. If you realize that Jesus came to free you from that, there's only one sin left, not taking that free gift. Right. right. Well, how do you reconcile then when somebody who thinks they're homosexual mm -hmm. says you're putting homosexuality in with gambling and alcohol and drugs? I don't struggle with homosexuality. I am a homosexual. Why are you saying that that's like an alcoholic? You're saying homosexuality is a sickness. Alcoholism is a sickness. I know many alcoholics that say, oh, I wish I could stop drinking. I don't know any gay people that say, I wish I could stop being gay. They don't equate that to a struggle. How would you answer that? I think it goes back to identity. It, mm -hmm. it goes back to what you have given yourself to. Mm -hmm. If you're a Christian, and, and people that aren't Christians won't really understand. We're not, I, once we accept the Lord, once we have Jesus in our lives, leading us, guiding us, he is our Lord of our lives. Our identity isn't in that thing right. that we right. are attracted to, that we shouldn't be attracted to. Mm -hmm. So with this thought, I was thinking, well, does that mean a person who was an alcoholic isn't an alcoholic anymore? To God's eyes, no, he's not right. an alcoholic right. anymore. Right. Unless You're right. he keeps drinking. Mm -hmm. So as a homosexual, are you a homosexual anymore? I'm not calling myself a homosexual anymore because mm -hmm. I'm not living that life. I'm not taking on that identity. Right. I might still have those feelings, mm -hmm. but I think, you know, I'm, I'm getting older now. So those feelings are kind of subsiding, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I am not going down that path. I'm not going out and doing all these things anymore. So mm -hmm. I'm saying, no, I'm, I'm not, I can't say that I am mm -hmm. because that's not my identity anymore. Mm -hmm. well, the Bible says yeah. we're a new creation. Right. The old has passed away. Behold, all things are new. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think taking an identity from just a part of your life, tell me your identity. Oh, well, I'm a doctor. That's what you do. That's not who you are. Oh, I'm a mom. Oh, I'm a cancer survivor. Or No, those are all things out here, but who who are you? I think that's where people struggle. Like they don't know who they are. So they reach for these things that kind of can maybe tell them who they are, whether it is a, a profession or an attitude or whatever, you know, I, you know, for me, I'm the righteousness of God. That's who I am. I'm the apple of God's eye. That's who I am. That's my identity. And then I go out from there. I've been thinking about that, the identity. Well, who am I now? What am I now? Mm -hmm. And I realized that, you know, the homosexuality was one part of my life. Right. And I know that going mm -hmm. forward, I'm still going to have to deal with all the habits that I've had all these years. Sure. Mm -hmm. Looking at people that I think are attractive and being attracted to them. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not. Know, that's yeah. true. But, or yeah, just turning my eyes away from sin. If mm -hmm. I see something of a sexual nature that might, you know, mm -hmm. attract me, mm -hmm. you know, but I've also, you know, I said, I'm not going to consider myself homosexual anymore. That still sounds kind of weird to say, mm -hmm. but my identity as an artist and my identity as a son or whatever, mm -hmm. I realize now that all of those things that make up who I am, mm -hmm. I have to give them all to God to use. Right. I have to submit my wow. whole mm -hmm. life 
to God. And there are probably other things in my life that I have to give up, that I have to submit to God, just like I giving up the mm -hmm. homosexuality place in, in my life. Mm -hmm. um, I have to give up my condescension against certain other people, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I, mean I, I, I don't like that, but there's some people, I don't think I'm better than certain people, but, you know, sometimes you put yourself up on a pedestal mm. of different ways. I mean, even like in your job, you have a certain job and then you go and you see someone as a, a street sweeper and you think, oh, I don't, you know, I wouldn't want to be that, mm -hmm. or, you know, and you kind of put yourself into a higher position than they are. And the thing is that God loves them just as much as mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. You don't know anything about them. You don't know if they are a millionaire. They right. might have a bigger bank account than you. They might right. be doing you that know? for free. That's right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and there's, there's a, a, a place that occupies us that's full of selfishness and deception and meanness to other people things like that that each of us have that's all a sin in our lives but when we come to christ he cleanses us of those things mm -hmm. but we have to get rid of those things out of our lives right. we have to submit our whole self our whole lives to him so mm -hmm. he can change us and we can be that new person mm -hmm. you know a lot of people think that christians are bigoted and <laughs> they're just mean and they hate everybody and they think they're better than thou you know when we are truly following the lord our whole life is going to change for the better we're not going to be standing at you know pride parade saying god hates fags no right. you know mm -mm. like some people are, are you know we're, we're supposed to draw people to christ we're not supposed to right be the judgmental one yes. mm -hmm. you know and, and even in this podcast i'm not judging homosexuals i i think it's wrong mm -hmm. you know um but i'm not judging you you know i i think that everybody should come to Christ, no matter what their thing is. Right, yeah. We right. all should come to Christ, and we are all under sin. I'm yes. under sin. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have to, I guess, getting back to what I was saying, we have to submit our whole selves mm -hmm. to the Lord. We can't right. hold putting things back. I think people, when they, when you say submit your whole self, they're like, oh, boy, he's going to send me to Africa to do, <laughs> you know, missions, and I really don't want to go to Africa. Yeah. Like, you don't <laughs> It's the last place he wants you to do. <laughs> listen, unless you really actually find out, I really want to go to Africa. Yeah. And do, but the thing is, he'll give you the life that you don't even realize, wow, why did I wait so long? to find this path because right. we're trying to find our path and going zigzagging everywhere and meanwhile he has this great purpose that mm -hmm. he designed you for so right. when you fit into it it's going to be like wow i found my place i'm doing exactly what i'm supposed to be doing and mm -hmm. you know it it comes from inside and, and it's fulfilling like, yeah. Like you're yeah, actually yeah. fulfilled. You are fulfilled like, in your life, which I yeah, think people real. are looking for. Of they course. Everybody wants to be fulfilled. They want to be fulfilled. They want to have purpose. They yeah. just don't want to get up in the morning every day and right. trudge to whatever they're doing and, you know, watch TV at night, go to bed and, and wonder, is this it? You know, is this all I'm supposed to be doing with my life? No, God has great plans for each and every one of us. Right, right. You lose everything tomorrow. Everything goes away. Everything. Artist stuff, gigs. I mean, every you lose everything. Who are you? Who are you? I'm still a child of God. You're a child of God? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. 
Are you going to come back at me at some Well, yeah, point? because I'm, I'm because he want, he's looking well, for a very is, specific answer. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I think that's correct. I'm I think one of God's right. kids, but I'm a, I'm a son of God. I'm not a child. Yeah, when my dad, when my dad talks about me, he doesn't talk about his child, Frank. He talks about his son, Frank. Right. right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there's, okay. there's there's a certain right. Okay. But I'm I want to get to the very very core because you accepted Jesus into your life. You are the righteousness of God. You and God just like this. Yeah. There's nothing you can do, even willfully, that's going to disappoint Him. Mm-hmm. No, even willfully, mm-hmm. nothing you can do is going to discourage Him, make Him upset. He is crazy about you. You are the very righteousness of God. Because of what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's who you are. That's your identity. And that never changes, no matter right. what you do, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. you think, what you do, what you, you know, say. And wow. he touched upon it. He touched upon yes. it by saying, my identity in art, my identity in this, my identity in that. Your identity is you're the righteousness of God. And everything else branches from that, like right. you kind of alluded to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I just like to get, like, I like to ask particularly people that question, especially believers, because most believers will say to me, like Christine said, well, I'm a cancer survivor. I'm a mom. I'm a, no, 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 no. That stuff you've been through, that stuff you've done, that stuff you've overcome. That's great. Who are you at your core? Mm. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm in right standing with God. Mm. Meaning I have a right to answered prayer. I have a right to overcome temptation. I have a right to healing. I have, I have those all my rights in my righteousness with him not self-righteous i'm not talking about Mm self-righteous i got the righteousness through jesus Mm -hmm. who traded his righteousness for all my crap and i'm like i'll I'll take that trade because i can't do this i can't save myself right and i also want to say that and you also mentioned this like i loved you before this all happened i loved you thank you i I didn't I, i didn't care about your preferences or anything i just liked you as a person because of who you are as a person so being this way or another or having this issue or that issue or whatever the all the millions of things that people go through it doesn't change how god feels about you right but again as christians that's how we should approach people so when you say I'm not going to go to a pride parade and say death to, you know, the homosexual or whatever. Oh, God hates. That is so not God's character. Mm-hmm. He called all the sinners to him. Like you look at Jesus's life. He came to show you God's character. Right. He never condemned the sinners. He asked them, come on, come to me, come to me. He condemned the religious people. Right. Yes. Exactly. Those are the right. ones he, he had a problem with. Right. So I just wanted to make that clear to our listeners. This doesn't change our position with people that we know. There's lots of people that we know that are in all different situations and and none of us are perfect. And Even different beliefs. Right, right, exactly. We're called to love people and show Jesus through our lives and through our attitudes to other people. Right. It's not just as simple as saying, okay, Jesus, I want you to enter my life, you know, because I think a lot of times even people at church say it's that simple. It's not simple if you are not giving up yourself. Well, we have to, okay, re- yeah. we have to repent. Right. Yeah. We have to and right. turn away from right. those things. It's and, simple, and but it's not Jesus. easy. Yes. And okay. what I mean by not easy is you have to overcome yourself. Yeah. Right. Well, yes, that's where definitely. the renewing of your mind comes in. Yeah. Right. Like you yeah. really have to wash. It's like brainwashing. You have mm-hmm. to wash out all the negative, all the things that you've been taught or seen and replace it with the good stuff. Right. And it's always that uh, example that, 
we've seen it before. We have a big glass of, of muddy, dirty water. And if you just keep pouring clean water into it, eventually the dirty water leaves and now you're left with a clean I tried it. It's quite fascinating. You just have to keep... <laughs> I did. No, I really wanted to try and it. And it's not like you can do it once and say, okay, I'm done. Right. Because the world just keep piling stuff into you. So you yes. have to keep pushing yes. out that dirt. Right. Yeah. I try and keep all that stuff out as much as I can. Like, we don't watch the news. I don't read the newspapers. Yeah. You know, I find out what's going on. You know, you just want to keep your heart pure. Yeah. You know, because again, yeah. the more you read all this negative stuff, then you start to, your heart starts to get hard towards other people. And like, oh, I can't believe those people did that. And those people did that. And they did that. And then you become not loving anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you could f easily find a reason to hate people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do not want to do. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm -hmm. So it is simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I was just saying that you have to give up right. all that stuff. You have to turn away from that stuff to be in Jesus's family. Well, when you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart mm -hmm. that he has come to save you, mm -hmm. what is going to happen is you turn to him even a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's going to come running to you. He's with and you yes, always. He's I'm just in saying, you. but the desire to, you know, still do those old things, that desire is going to go away. You're not even going to want to do that stuff. Right. Well, you have to take, I believe what you're saying is true. You start, you have to start taking the steps away. So mm -hmm. repenting just doesn't mean get on your knees and grovel and cry. It just means you were going in one direction. Repent means turn around and go in the other direction. Yeah, that's all repent that's means. That's all it means. It, it means to turn around. It doesn't mean you have to go to confession. It doesn't mean, you know, yeah. if you want to confess your sins, God already knows what they are. And once you accept Jesus, he's like, I don't know what you're talking exactly about. Right. I don't that's remember exactly those right. sins yeah. anymore. Right. I, past, present, and future. I don't see it. I only see glory right. and Jesus in you. I always think of the prodigal son. Prodigal son had a whole thing rehearsed. He wrote a script. <laughs> right. He was like yeah. memorizing it. Yeah. Father, forgive me. I've sinned against you and treat me as one of your hired slaves. And he started walking back. His father sees him from a distance and runs to him. Which says runs to me. To him. That the father was looking for him. He was looking for him right. every day. Just, every day. Is and he so there? he had hope. Yeah. 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 There's a mm -hmm. chance he's, he can come back. There's just a chance. Because I hear he's falling on hard times. I, I always wonder, how did he know about that? I think I the brother know. was spying on him. Maybe, <laughs> I really maybe do. Maybe he just was hoping he'd come back. And he was just waiting every day. You know, like parents. Like when their kids right. leave and they lose contact with them. They're always like looking, answering the phone or in the mail. Like, oh, right. Oh, right. am I going to hear from them again? Am I going to hear <sighs> from them? So. You, know, you know, I heard something they say in Middle Eastern cultures, men do not show their legs. And for the father to lift up his clothing oh. and actually run to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Is, is yeah. That's, you know, disgraceful. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. I think that those little things in the Bible are yeah. such little gems. Yeah. That like if you you're reading it with the Holy Spirit, it's like he'll, he'll say, "Oh, did you ever see this? You read this like a hundred times, but look at that! Oh right. my God, I read that, never saw that before." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good stuff, Tom. Yes. Would you like to hang around for a little something we call plugs? Okay. Crunching <laughs> waves, plugs. Hey, Podcastia, let's see what this guest has to plug. Trenton Waves, TrentonWaves.com. Visit us on all social media platforms, including but not limited to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. I just found this new thing called Star Maker, and I am shocked that Annette Latigue isn't on it. What is that? It's a thing where you sing along to like, it's like a karaoke thing. And then they filter your voice so you actually sound good. Oh. 
And it's a video, and you can read the lyrics, but you're looking right into the camera, so it doesn't look like you're reading. Mm. I'm like, how is Annette not on this? <laughs> Annette would be killing this thing. I know, I know, she mm. loves that. You heard that promo in the beginning of the show, Wellsboro Comic Con, wellsborocomiccon.com. Wellsboro, Pennsylvania is having a Comic Con, August 12th and 13th. You can get tickets at wellsborocomiccon.com. Wellsboro Comic Con, yours truly, Frank Sasso, will be there as Batman for the second year. I'll be involved with the judging of the costumes. Wellsborocomiccon.com, visit them on Instagram as well. Wellsborocomiccon.com, Newport City is a proud sponsor of the Wellsboro Comic-Con in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania, this August. That's in like two weeks, August 12th and 13th. And that's all I got. Okay, there is a lot happening in the city. If you go to Trenton Parks and Recreation, you will find a plethora of fun things to do with your kids. As a matter of fact, last night was a great event. Yes. At Unity slash Columbus Park, which was a wonderful event that Frank and I taught Fight Club. Yes, that was fun. It was so much fun. Before we got there, it was already set up because it had started at four. They had a water slide. They had potato sack races. They <laughs> had free giveaways. They had a hula hoop contest. Hula hoop contest. They had something with a stick where you had to go around. And I think the idea was to get dizzy and then go to the... Something with a stick where you go around. Yeah, they had the kids put something in. The, it was a lot of fun. They had drawing like these giant dinosaurs. And yeah. the kids could draw on the dinosaurs. Oh, I did see that. It was like yeah. an origami kind of its looking thing no it was a big placard like it was hard it was made out of wood but it was oh, giant it was well, i yeah, think yeah. like the pieces fitted together to yeah, make yeah, the dinosaur but it was hard it was like a, it was hard okay. yeah and the kids were drawing on that it was very well attended and we got to do our fight club and we had a nice little crowd it was, there. it was great it was like 45 minutes of teaching hardcore we didn't stop i know and it was a little warm i mean it was a beautiful night so thank yeah. god it wasn't as hot as it had been and i'm gonna do a, a, a dance workout too that actually is called Fitness Tuesdays, and that's located throughout the city of Trenton, different various locations. The last two that I was scheduled to teach got rained out. Khadija McQueen mm -hmm. was running the event, and she actually took the class, too. Yeah, she was good. My friend Maria. Maria Shout Herwig. Maria. The, she was on the show. And also, my favorite person of the entire night, Maria Richardson's reliable husband was there. Ah. And he was on the, he was just spitting into the mic. He was really literally, good. literally spinning. He into helped me with my music, and then we had a representative from the prayer wall at St. Michael's Episcopal Church. I believe that right. Correct. She took the class in a dress. She was in a dress the and whole sandals, class. and she took the whole class. Oh, shout On out dress. to her. She's amazing. Not easy. So that's just a couple of the events. If you go on their website or you go on the city's website, you'll find out that Mondays and Wednesdays, they have these block parties at various places in the city. Fitness Tuesdays, again, various places in the city. It's not just me teaching. There's other instructors with other classes. Mm. The pools are open, Trenton Thunder's playing, and there's... And First Friday is coming up this Friday, August 4th. To kick off First Friday, Christina and I are going to be at the Lobby Club right here on Front Street in Trenton, New Jersey. We are going to be there at 5 o'clock. If you come in to the Lobby Club and you come over to us and you mention Trenton Waves to us, not to anybody else, to us, the password is... Trenton Waves is the best podcast. We will buy you one free drink. Now listen, this goes to one person. <laughs> and it doesn't mean you get there before five and you wait for, you just like stalk us out. No, you have to come in after five and you have to approach the two of us. The password is 
Trenton Waves is the best podcast. You say that to us, we will buy you one drink for one person. This goes to one lucky winner. Right. That's right. it. One right. drink. Get it in your head. One drink. So first Friday for us is probably going to be starting at Lobby Club. We'd love love our friends and neighbors to join us. Then we're probably going to head over to Smokehouse. We'll right. definitely be hitting classics for yes. Eric's great reappearing. Because Eric's got his feet back. <laughs> he's got his feet back. Right. And he's he going to be. He lost his feet be, for a while. Oh. He didn't they're back on now. <laughs> he's going to be at Classics hosting uh, First Fridays over there. Who knows what's going to happen? A right. Scrabble game might break out. A poetry reading. Maybe Twister. Maybe a Twister game. Twister! <laughs> 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 so that's where we're headed. I have good news and bad news. The oh. good news is that Eric got his feet back on. Yes. The bad news is now he truly does have two left feet because there was an accident <laughs> in the hospital. They Where did they realize. get the other foot? They took, it was a ra- they went to, it was to a the random foot. Well, the, the way they keep all the extra body parts. Yes. In uh, <laughs> cryogenic storage. Yes. It was just a weird thing that happened. But God, yeah, thank God he's on his feet. So now he's got two left. Right. <laughs> Eric has two left feet. Uh, and if we're lucky, maybe his lovely wife will be there. Oh, so you're saying that's a good thing? Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. I'm just trying. Look, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> Trying to follow along. Tom, uh, yes. where can people find you? Where can people know you? Where can they go online to visit all things Tom Reeves? Ah, you can go to my website. It's oh. uh, TomReeves.com. Oh. And Tom Reeves is spelled T-H-O-M-R-E-A-V as in Victor E-S. You can find my podcast at TomReeves.com slash podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's called The Armchair Journalist. You can also go to all the places you can get podcasts. And you can find it there. You can also get my new children's book. If you go to TomReeves.com slash books, or you can get them at Barnes & Noble or Amazon. And the book is called A Tome of Tales and Taradiddles. But if you go to TomReeves.com slash books, you won't have to put that in. You see my painting videos at YouTube.com slash painting piece, P-E-A-C-E. And there I'm actually talking about different things while I paint pictures, but soon to be teaching people how to paint on my YouTube channel as well. If you want to see my artwork, that's at TomReevesFineArt.com. And that's spelled T-H-O-M. T-H-O-M-R-E-A-V-E-S. Why was it the H? Why do you have to do that? Thomas. Well, I'll tell you the truth. It's yeah. when I was younger. Remember the store Tom McCann, the shoe store? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw that when I was in eighth grade, and I said, that's Tom. I can spell my name like that, too. And that's when I started spelling it like that. But your father didn't spell his name with an no. H? No, because oh. his father was normal. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I just assumed that your dad spent, oh, okay. No, he was oh. T-O-M. Okay. I that's, the that's what I liked about his dad. T O M. No little hidden hidden surprises in there, like an H. <laughs> it's like knife spelled with a K. Why? Well, knife. That's knife. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? The H is silent. No, it's not because you go no, in, math. in Tom. Oh yes, yes, yes. Otherwise, it would, be, it would be Thom. When you saw that, was there a piece of you that just wanted to annoy people? Let's be honest, because oh. I spell Frank P H R A N C. So. Just to annoy people. Well, well, that's why I do it. Yes, of course. <laughs> now I just did it to be different. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, podcast here, you are now going to hear the podcast that Tom did on the very topic that he talked to us about today. So enjoy that. And this has been yet another episode of Trenton Waves. Sasso's out. You've been listening to the Trenton Waves podcast. Visit us online at TrentonWaves.com.
Welcome to the Armchair Journalist Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Reeves. I'm going to be very candid and make myself very vulnerable in this episode. I am going to get nitty and gritty, and I may make you uncomfortable with what I'm about to say or make you very angry. And in our current environment, I may get canceled, but I now know the truth and I'm going to tell it to you. No holds barred. So let me tell you about gayness in the words of someone who has lived it, me. This is Gay 101. I was raised as a Christian by my parents. I trusted in Jesus Christ while I was very young. I was a good little boy and I did all the right things. I was the perfect child. But at the age of about seven, I was exposed to pornography by a relative, a lot of it, and it ignited a spark that raged into a life with a burning forest of lust, sex, power, and manipulation. I moved to New York for college, and it was a candy store of people to use, people to get used by, and every vice hidden in the dark to be experienced. Now, I professed to be a Christian at this time, and I could do so because I led a double life, with Christian friends in one hand and the whole world of gay culture and its captives in the other. A deep-seated need for love and validation drove me to seek it from other men. So if sex was the mechanism by which to get that love and acceptance, that's what I used to get it. This led to years of indiscriminate sexual encounters and unhealthy, manipulative relationships. I admit, I did feel love in some of those relationships, but it was a taking kind of love, one grasping for attention to say I was beautiful because I felt ugly or loved because I felt unlovable and valid because I felt unworthy. It took many years of riding this roller coaster that I realized the God whom I knew in my youth was still there beside me and he kept me from harm through many physical dangers when I had gotten myself in many hazardous situations and involved with undesirable people. And the Lord protected me from the myriad of diseases which ran rampant through the gay community, the most feared at that time, AIDS. Some people have an instant experience of God where he comes into your life and changes it in an instant. God worked in my life through a slow burn waiting for me, ever inviting me to follow him the way I was taught. But I fought him at every turn and went down my own roads. One day while working as a bouncer at a gay bar, I met a man with whom I would have an 18-year relationship. This relationship was one full of love and devoid of manipulation or jealousy, but it was soaked with the poison of alcohol, and I experienced all the unhealthy traits and toxic attachment one feels when trying to fix or change another person, one who is in pain and himself broken, who just wants to drown himself in a bottle. I stayed in that relationship because I didn't want to lose what I thought was the first real love I'd ever had with another person. And I did truly love him. Then he died. 
Yes, I had a real love in that relationship, but it was a love which blossomed from my own brokenness. But even in this, over this long period of time, the God of creation was still directing my wayward paths to intersect with the perfect paths he had planned for me. So let's talk about gay culture and the gay life. What is my experience such that I can make sweeping judgments about it? I lived in that life a long time and I had a lot of experience. And from my experience, the gay life is empty. The gay life craves more and more with no satisfaction. The gay life uses others for personal gratification. And the gay life is death. New York is a center for the gay life, but there is a hidden gay reality that many people don't know, and it's not only in big cities, it's in your own backyard. There is a life lived out in bars and clubs where drugs and sex rage with music. Then there is the life of the sex shops and bathhouses where single and many married men secretly frequent. And in public places, there is sex in plain view, but out of sight, that many engage in. Though today in media, gay life is touted in an attempt to make it normal, and for the most part, it is considered normal now. It is the appeal to the sensual that underlies many things that are directed at gay audiences to draw them, though I concede that most media use sex as a draw. Although there are many in relationships that would be called loving in gay culture, the quote, gay life, is steeped in sensuality, manipulation, control, and lust with people who are devoured by it, who are lost and don't know they are. Let's talk about June, the month of pride celebrations. Homosexuality is the one out of the list of sins in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 that people celebrate with its own holiday. It is a travesty of truth and a deception on a massive scale. Let's get right down to the basics. Pride is about sex. Pride is based on sex. The branches of the tree stem from the roots. Pride at its roots started when men who want to have sex with men decided to be proud of this fact and to celebrate themselves and what they do. That's the underlying truth, and that's how it started. Everything else was piled on afterwards and then became part of the whole celebration we have today. Lesbianism, transsexualism, transvestism, bestiality, orgies, pedophilia, sadomasochism, bondage, slavery, and anything else that is considered queer is acceptable. Of course, not everyone who is involved with one are necessarily involved with the others. But in pride, it all comes together in one neat little package to be celebrated as being proud of whatever you get into, no matter what it is or how crazy it is. Even drag at its core is based on sex and sexually provocative performances, which these days people are even taking their children to. What does a child have to do with anything sexual? 
I'm a prime example of what exposing a child to sex does. Pride, parades and such, expose children and so sexualize them, normalizing these things, causing them to think these things are normal and that it's okay for anyone to participate in these activities. It is a really reality-blinding deception. Many parts of the church have given in and become lax in its views with this sin. Why? Because it is bigoted to say homosexuality is a sin. They want to be more diverse and inclusive. We don't need any more diversity and inclusion in the church. You know why? Because everybody in the church is a sinner. God wants us to surrender our sinful hearts and desires to him, not bring our sin in the church to say, my sin is right, accept it and give up truth to make us happy. Enough with the excuses, call it what it is. It is not homophobic to say homosexuality is a sin. The Bible calls it sin. But it is our carnal nature that tries to say wrong is right and right is wrong. And peer pressure and cancel culture threatens to force you into submission to agree with them. The Lord told us since ancient times what right is and what wrong is. For centuries, homosexuality was considered what it is against God's plan for humanity against God's plan for you. All sin is against God's plan. Now, all of a sudden, within the last 60 or 70 years or so, homosexuality has gone from something called what it is, sin, to something celebrated, to something actually being promoted. We are all born with tendencies to sin, no matter what sin it is. It is part of us. So it doesn't matter if we are born with the attraction to others of the same sex. So in reality, that point is moot. The Bible says we are born in sin. Psalms 51.5 says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. What about those with a tendency to violence or alcoholism, Or is there an inborn tendency to commit adultery? So we do it because we're drawn to it? So that makes it okay? No, it doesn't. So what makes you gay? There are three things. Feelings, actions, and identity. Homosexual feelings or even attraction are just feelings. They are very strong sometimes, but they are still just feelings. In the Bible, homosexuality is considered something you do, which makes you what you are. The feelings themselves do not make you homosexual. Homosexual actions, on the other hand, is more. Habitual actions make you a homosexual. Then further, gayness or being gay is an identity that one willfully adopts to give oneself to their feelings, their actions, and the culture of homosexuality and all that comes along with it. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed away. 
Behold, all has become new. Even if you come out to follow Jesus Christ out of homosexuality, some may say, well, you're still gay or you still act gay. Even if the Lord doesn't take the feelings or the mannerisms away completely, don't allow anyone else to define who you are, for you are a new creation in Christ. You may be in the world, but you are no longer of the world. You are in Christ. You are now his possession, and he defines who you are. No one else, not your old friends, and not gay culture. But what about love? What if I love my same-sex partner? You may feel very strongly that you love your partner. As I said earlier, I was partnered with someone whom I loved desperately for 18 years. But as much as I tried, I knew deep inside that this relationship wasn't the Lord's will for my life. So, hoping to ease my guilt, I stopped all physical contact, making our relationship a close friendship. I felt that the Bible talks about men having sexual relations with other men was sin. So I stopped that. But our emotional tie was still very strong. I struggled wondering if my relationship was now acceptable. But I did not break it off completely. Then a long illness came. And it would not have been right for me to leave him at that time. And I didn't want to leave. Then he died. Although terribly sad, I didn't have the relationship on my conscience anymore, dragging it down. For as long as I was in that relationship, it had the appearance of a physical homosexual relationship. And I could have always been called a hypocrite, being physical or not. I didn't feel strong enough to leave it. And I didn't leave it until death came. So what about love and the attachments of the heart? Jeremiah seventeen nine says, the heart is deceitful above all else and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Just because you love something or someone, it doesn't mean it's a love that is good for you. We many times love things that aren't good for us, in the matters of the heart, it takes much effort, but this is the place to trust that God knows best, whatever our feelings about it. And if he says something is wrong, he says so for a reason, even though we may never know why. It is in this case that I say my favorite Bible verse, Proverbs 3, verses 4 to 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. In my relationship situation, I let my weakness rule over me. Don't you do what I did. Trust in the Lord. What about the Bible and Paul and Jesus? Some people say, Paul created Christianity. He said homosexuality was wrong, not Jesus. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17 says, 
All scripture is God breathed and profitable for teaching, rebuking, correction, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Even though we have red letter versions of the Bible, all the black ink on the page is just as inspired and authoritative as the red ink letters. But what about Jesus? What did he say about homosexuality? Well, he said a lot when he said in Matthew 19, verse 4, Have you not read in the scriptures that he that created them in the beginning made them male and female? And for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Jesus was affirming the pairing of man and woman in marriage and in so doing, excluding anything outside of that. This includes homosexual sex, sex outside of marriage, which is fornication, sex with someone other than your spouse, which is adultery, and sex with any non-human creature, meaning animals. I was deceived. I was one of the ones who tried to pick apart the Bible and say, well, they don't know what gayness was back then, or this is not what this meant, or look at David and Jonathan. The Bible has said the same thing for thousands of years. It is not changing for you or me, even though you may try to use it to justify your sin. You must repent just as I had to repent. You don't know better than God. Even though you love someone dearly, God has let us know it is not his perfect plan for you. To be totally aligned with God's plan and will, a romantic physical relationship with one of the same sex is not God ordained and must be broken. Call it what it is, don't be deceived. And it is self-deception to think it not so. You say, so what do I do now? I say I'm a Christian and I'm in a homosexual relationship. Let me be very clear. Homosexuality and Jesus Christ are not compatible. And if you are living this way, you are living a lie. I said they were compatible for years and for years, I turned a deaf ear to my conscience and blind eye to what has been written down for thousands of years. It's been there the whole time, but in my rebellion, I didn't want to admit it. I'm trying to appeal to you with the protests that I had, which allowed me to live in that gay life while still professing to be a Christian. Those protests were me under deception, me deceiving myself, and ultimately not wanting to accept the truth. It is not God's will that anyone live as a homosexual, just as it is not God's will that we live as a fornicator or adulterer or drunkard or murderer for that matter. You might say, well, being gay is not as bad as murder. And I say to you, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. God doesn't judge one sin against another. 
he judges all sin against his glory and his holiness. So in God's eyes, yes, one is just as bad as another. And the thing is, we are all under sin, and all that sin needs to be judged. It would be a crime if a drunk driver hit and killed someone with their car. The drunk driver needs to pay for that. It would not be just if a judge were to let that person go without paying the penalty for it. Our sins make us guilty before a righteous and holy God, and we deserve judgment. But because of what Jesus did, we don't have to pay the penalty of our sins against him, because Jesus did. God is just, and God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to pay the penalty for all of our sins by dying on the cross, whereby all of the judgment and wrath of God against our sins were placed on Jesus. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. With that eternal life comes change, change from the inside by the Holy Spirit of God himself, a change that will make you different than you have been, a change that will make you not want to do the things you did before, a change that will make you alive. The Bible says we are dead in trespasses and sins, but Christ makes us alive and he offers us this life as a free gift. Do you believe once a homosexual, always a homosexual? The answer is an emphatic no. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11, Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. The optimal word in this verse is were. This statement proves that people back then who were now in Christ were no longer homosexual. There's the proof. Been in the Bible for 2,000 years. Jesus changes us. Sometimes habits change immediately while some change over time. But in Christ, we are brand new, and God promises to conform us to the image of Christ Jesus. What we have to do is earth-shattering for us and goes against every ounce of our pride. We have to repent. Repent of our attitudes, repent of our lusts, repent of our sinful thoughts and desires, and humble ourselves before God and ask for his forgiveness. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then what? We turn our lives over to Jesus. 
we submit ourselves under his lordship of our lives and we then allow him to direct our lives, to change us. And all those things we have been guilty of doing, he gives us the power through the Holy Spirit to turn away from them and he leads us down the right way, his way. You don't have to be a homosexual. There is a way out. And that way is Jesus. Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. There's no other way. If you are a child of God, he has better plans for you than living in this carnal, empty life. Plans for your joy and your fulfillment. God says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I say to you right now, humble yourself before the Lord, my friend, so you can have a real coming out, coming out of death and a life that will devour you and one that is not God's best for you. If my words have spoken to you today and you in your heart want to be free of a homosexual life, God wants you to repent of this life before him. Proverbs 28, 13 says, He who conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will receive compassion. God wants to change you and make you alive in Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans 10:9, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Do you want God to change you? Humble yourself and pray with me, will you? Pray this prayer. O God in heaven, I am sorry. I have sinned against you. I have been involved in lust, in sex, in pornography. I have manipulated and used others and sought love, validation, and acceptance from other people, not you. I have been prideful and selfish and condescending towards others and even let substances rule my life. God, I am sorry, and before you right now, I repent of these things and the life I've led. Lord, I want to follow you now. I believe that you, Jesus, died on the cross for me to save me from my sins, and God raised you back to life, and that you now live to give us life. Please accept me because of what you did on the cross and change me and make me new as you promise in your word. Please lead me from now on down the perfect path you have for me and help me when I'm weak. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've done and for accepting me as your child. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you are now saved. You are a child of God and you are a new creation. Continue to trust in the Lord. Follow him. Pray continually. Get yourself a Bible and start to read it and find a church that follows the word of God, the Bible, and grow in your faith. Now, this is where it gets hard. The gay world will throw anything and everything at you to drag you back into that life. But God is faithful. Trust in him. And when you are tempted, remember this verse from 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will provide a way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. God is faithful, my friend. Trust in him. If you want a good resource with tips to help you in different situations, go to my website, tomreeves.com anything to download the free PDF, How to Deal with Anything, Nine Tips to Help You in Every Situation. It's made to help you remember that God is sovereign in your life, no matter what. That's tomreeves.com anything for this free PDF. If someone you know needs to hear this message, please share it with them. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Until next time.